Miami Dolphins not starting Tua in the playoffs. It's going to be Skylar Thompson. We've got news about uh, a new extension for Roquan Smith and the Baltimore Ravens. And DeAndre Hopkins looks like he will not stick around in Arizona. All that and your questions coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. That's where most of the questions are coming from on today's episode. You can also drop a line to us in the YouTube comments as well. Appreciate everybody out there making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of PNW is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players. If they score more or less than your Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on that entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. So the biggest news around the league, we do have some good questions. Thanks, everybody, for your questions in advance, and apologies to those questions we do not get to. There's always more than we are able to cover in an episode, especially when we've got news like this this week around the NFL. Uh, let's start in Baltimore. All right. Was Where do you rank? Roquan Smith, probably top two trade deadline acquisition. Like, it's either Roquan or probably Christian McCaffrey, right, is the best right. trade deadline acquisitions. Both of those teams in the playoffs and they like Roquan Smith so much that they've re-upped him on a, on a long-term contract in Baltimore. Yeah. And I, I've paid a lot, I actually wrote an article about it recently and it was surrounding Devin Bush Steelers. Of course, a lot of these linebackers that come into the league as early picks that are extreme athletes, they get manipulated by guys like Shanahan, you know, and it, it takes a year or two, but then when they start to hit their stride, you get what you have now in Roquan Smith and he's really hitting his stride. He's phenomenal in coverage. He's a great athlete. He's got a great head for the game. He's the Batman, the queen bee and the Robin, who's still going through some of that learning. Their, their defense got dramatically better after that acquisition from the start. We know that's how they have to play, too. I mean, the way the offense is constructed, especially when Lamar's not there. What I find incredible, though, is I didn't realize this till this morning, that Roquan represents himself, you know, which... I never think it's a good idea, which brings me to Lamar as well. But have they been chatting during the season every step of the way? It's it's kind of odd for this to be announced on a Monday or Tuesday right after the year. And then, you know, it's not like they're eliminated. They got a game this week. Right. Yeah. Everyone's getting fired and all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> right. this signs a contract. I was like, wait a second. What? That is it was odd timing for that story. And I guess that's what can happen if you're not operating on the normal agent's schedule. And yeah. maybe an agent would have said, now let's wait and get some of those. Uh, let, let's wait into the offseason and see how things look. But um, no, uh, I mean, I, I like it. It's, I don't mind when players represent themselves as long as they're cool with it, then I'm cool with it. You know? Yeah, I mean, right. right. Yeah. And sometimes agents can do, I, I think, the, I think agents can do some things dirty for players and teams and fans a, a lot of times, you know? Um, and so if, if you want to represent yourself, uh, more power to you. And, and we've seen if some capable. Some, Right. We've seen some players do it in the past and it's worked out great for him. We've seen them do it in the past. And it's like, yeah, hey, you probably didn't get the best deal. But as long as you know that going in and you're cool with it, I'm cool with it. Yeah. And it never made sense for me for Baltimore to 
give up a second round pick, I think a fifth as well, just to rent them for the rest of the year. Like this had to be the plan yeah. all along. Mm-hmm. But it brings me to a little conspiracy theory. Here is Uh-oh. as we record this noon Eastern Wednesday. We don't know if Lamar's playing or not. Hasn't played in a long time. Hasn't practiced in a long time. I really have a strong indicator that Lamar may have thrown his last pass in a Ravens uniform. I, I feel that way. Uh, several people have told me these things, you know, that he will be very likely traded to an AFC South team in the, uh, in the off season. If he doesn't play this week, I mean, and you, you got to look at it from a Ravens perspective, you just gave huge money to a linebacker. Are you also going to give huge money to the quarterback? I mean, I'm sure they can make it work, but I'm just getting a very serious vibe that they're going to be one and done. It's going to be ugly. And Lamar's going to be elsewhere. You really get that feeling if they yeah. don't make a run in the playoffs with Lamar coming back. Yeah. And it's almost the perfect storm of Lamar not coming back with everything exactly how it's gone this whole year. And by the way, speaking of representation with, with Lamar Jackson. Right. And not wanting to do whatever the Baltimore Ravens were offering. Then you see him get hurt. And the reason you may, might, may not want to go guarantees for a quarterback like Lamar Jackson because of play style is because of injury and some of those things. And, mm-hmm. and I think most teams don't want to go with all the guarantees anyway. I think it's going to clearly be an outlier with what happened um, with especially top of the market, that much money guaranteed with the Cleveland Browns and Deshaun Watson. So all that put together, and then it it's almost telling the Ravens why they don't want to do a deal. And then there's personal feelings that get interweaved. Right. I kind of, and I think the Ravens will probably end up getting killed if they don't end up caving and giving Lamar whatever he wants. But I really see it from their side too. And I don't I blame do Lamar's side. I don't blame the Ravens side. It's just sort of the perfect storm to get us here. And I get the same feeling that this might be it, especially if the Ravens are bounced out of the playoffs early and Lamar Jackson's not able to play for him. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, and think of the hall that Atlanta or Carolina or, or yeah, I mean, I could probably come up with 10 teams would give you for this guy especially if deep down Harbaugh looks at the offense and is like this scheme, Lamar aside, Lamar's phenomenal. This scheme just isn't working in the league. We might have to actually throw the ball to wide receivers at some point, you know, like maybe this ship has, is sailed in terms schematically. And the thing you mentioned that I wanted to say before is the Sean Watson situation with the Browns off the field, throw that all away. Just talk, just the contract. The owners were livid with the Browns. Like, you're now everyone is going to ask for this as they should. Lamar has every right to ask for that. He is an MVP. I mean, he's been better than, than Watson. How could you not ask for that plus, but it's a terrible contract. No team should give him it. You know what I mean? So there's an impasse. Right. Yeah. And teams don't want to be forced They're They don't want their hands to be forced that they have to just cave on everything every single time. Right, right. And uh, you get the feeling the Ravens are, are one of those teams that, that aren't that aren't wired in a way that they are going to to cave in that situation. You get the feeling that Lamar Jackson is too, and, and they've kind of been validated on both sides with the way this season's gone. Yeah. Uh, in other quarterback news, speaking of potential one-and-dones in the playoffs, two and not going to play, it's already official, yeah. Matt, that Skylar Thompson is going to start for the Miami Dolphins against the Bills in the uh, wild card playoff round this weekend. Well, I mean, the I'm not harping on the Hamlin stuff, but three teams were eligible for a bye. The Bengals, the Bills, the Chiefs. The Chiefs end up getting it in, you know, partially because the Bills and Bengals game never occurred. 
well, sure feels like the Bengals and Bills might have a bye this week. <laughs> I mean, right. I'm not saying you're resting starters. It's the playoffs, but they do not look like competitive games to me. And it's, we know what's happening with the Miami quarterback situation. I'm speculating on Baltimore. But if we're right and you don't see Lamar or Tua, I mean, they're, the, the fourth quarters might not be worth watching. DeAndre Hopkins, will the Arizona Cardinals be able to trade him? Or is this one of those situations where you hear about Team X is trying to trade player A, and that just means he's probably going to end up getting cut because of salary situations and those types of things? Well, he was suspended to start the year, so another strike would probably be a whole year. I'm not certain about that. He's up in age. He's still really good, but he's super expensive. Two things to take away for this for me are, I find it very interesting that a team without a coach or a GM is already saying they're going to trade. A guy. <laughs> you know, you haven't even hired anybody yet. A little curious it. there, a little curious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, uh, so he's going, I mean, ownership has already decided that whoever they hire, I'm sure is going to say, yeah, and you're getting rid of him too. get him off the books. Now I bet most teams might say, I'll give you a six round pick to take him off your hands. Maybe. But this is one of the beauties if you're the Bears. The Bears have so much ungodly amount of cap space right now that you can't even really use it. And if you do, you're going to overspend you know, like crazy. But you could be the team that says, I have this young quarterback. I have terrible receivers. I'll take the contract and Fields will love it. You know what I mean? Like it, it kind of not the AJ Brown move or the Tyreek Hill move, but it, because those guys were worth first round picks because of their age and contract. But yeah, I'll assume some of your debt because I can't spend all my money anyway. And he's a heck of a lot better than what we got. Next, we are going to open up the Wednesday Peacock and Williamson mailbag. We've got questions about the future of Sean McVay, head coach of the Los Angeles Rams, Herbert versus Trevor Lawrence in the playoffs, and a whole bunch more coming up. Today's episode is brought to you in part by TurboTax. Go to TurboTax and do not do your taxes. Meet with an expert who will do them for you. TurboTax experts can relieve you from the stress of taxes and file for you so you can do not taxes, right? Uh, seeing not taxes a little by hope not taxes sleeps through the night uh, show your eyes things that are not taxes grab a saddle and ride not taxes into the sunset you get what i'm saying here let TurboTax do your taxes for you with TurboTax, an expert will do your taxes from start to finish ensuring your taxes are done right guaranteed so you can relax feel good to be done with your taxes doesn't it so Come to TurboTax and don't do your taxes. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. Intuit, TurboTax, full service products only. Video meeting while expert does your taxes required. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. I'll tell the folks out there about Ultimate Football GM. It's a fantastic new game and I'm excited to be working with the folks at Ultimate Football GM, because if you've ever, like me, dreamed of being an NFL GM, managing your football franchise from top to bottom throughout the ups and downs of a season, your dream can come true with this game. Manage every strategic aspect for your team. Play through the season. Lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, navigating your franchise through free agency, and, of course, the draft and all the ups and downs 
of a season, all in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM, completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. And Locked On listeners can get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code Locked On in the game store. Download the game. Just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app store. That's ultimate-gm.com, Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. Okay, Matt, Sean McVay. We got a question from Jeremy about Sean McVay. Is Sean McVay really going to leave the Los Angeles Rams and walk away? And what are the ramifications of such a move? And um, I've sort of, I'm kind of going back and forth on this. The first, one of the reports I saw about Sean McVay isn't so much that he's burnt out and doesn't want to coach the NFL anymore. He just doesn't want to rebuild. And I'm thinking, is that what we're is that what we should be striving for here with the head coach hires? Like, all right, come in for five or six years, spend all of our natural resources, right? It's sort of like a an apocalyptic uh, alien movie. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Aliens have have sucked their old planet dry and they come to Earth and because they're out of resources, right? And it's like, is that what we want from our head coaches? We kind of saw that in it to a degree with Sean Payton and their cap situation and what's going on with the with the New Orleans Saints. And where he left them. And then now with the Los Angeles Rams, like, is that the new, should that be the new, like, prototype? They got a, they got a trophy, right? They, they got rings out of it. Sure. And should that be what you do? Come in, use every draft pick, every bit of salary cap space into the future that you can to be as good as you can for a short time. And then, you know, walk away press the button and watch it all blow up behind you. Let the team have a terrible year where they eat all the dead money. Then they trade your head coach, trade you as head coach and other players to get draft picks to help their rebuild start over again later. Like, is this uh, dubious for the NFL? It feels dirty. I don't like the idea of a coach walking away because of their process, put them in a place where he doesn't want to rebuild with that team anymore. I don't think that's right. But then again, should that be the process to make your team as good as you can for short periods of time, blow it up and start over again? It's really interesting because you alluded to this earlier in the week, and I've been thinking about it a lot since. Like, this might be the beginning of a trend, but you have to be a certain level head coach. You know, like, McVeigh can get away with it. You know, two guys on the open market, Harbaugh and Peyton, what if they call Tepper in Carolina and say, you guys have never won one. You're an anxious, hungry owner. You got all kinds of resources. Give me a ton. And we're going to call the Rams and trade for Ramsey and Cup. We're going to take Hopkins off Arizona's hands. You know, we're going to go out and you know, trade up for, a, not even trade up for a quarterback. Go get Carr, Jimmy, somebody like that, you know. And we're going to use every draft pick we possibly have here. And we're going to win this division this year because it stinks. And we're going to win for the next three years and then see you later. Uh, I mean, like Carolina fans might be listening to us right now going, I'm yeah. in, sign me up. Uh, <laughs> you know, Lamar Jackson, maybe. Yeah, there you go. That's a perfect example. We're going to trade for Lamar and then we're going to send the draft pick for Cup and, and Ramsey and Hopkins because they don't have anything. We're not going to pick in the first round for the next eight years. So be it. You know, I mean, I bet there's some people listening that says, sign me up. I'm cool with it. But it might be a trend. Right. And it, uh, do do the Rams fans and Rams ownership feel good about it? It's like, OK, we got our ring. Mm -hmm. Or are they sitting there thinking, wait a second, whoa, 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 where are you going? What's going on here? We This is we'll not what you're leaving us it. with. Right. Yeah. And it's it's right. all gravy when you're winning. And then all of a sudden it stops happening. It's like, OK, are we going to be the, the Jets now? Yeah. For, or the, the Lions for 30 years. You know, how, how far back are we going to be set? 
Um, our oceans so, are polluted and there's no more resources and yeah. <laughs> you know, it's the Lorax, you know, your trees, all your truffle trees are gone, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of torn on it. Um, the, the fact that McVeigh won, I think helps. Oh yeah. You better get worse. Like what if they would have, they were very close. You know, what if Joukowsky Tart catches that Matthew Stafford uh, arm punt in the, in the NFC championship game? Sure. Right? And so now, and the, the Rams, even at this deadline, they didn't think they were necessarily out of it. They were trying to trade for Brian Burns. They were trying to mm-hmm. trade for Christian McCaffrey. What if they would have, they probably would have tried harder to trade and it could have still fallen apart for them. And they trade even more future resources if they didn't win a Super Bowl last year. So, you know, that's a slippery slope as well because winning is one thing, but you might, you're not guaranteed to go get there and win that title either. And you might still sap your franchise of all those resources and then walk away from the rebuild. So, that, in that instance, it's definitely not worth it. And I'm not implying they, you know, weren't a deserved Super Bowl champ. But 365 days ago, going into the playoffs, they weren't the favorite. You know, they weren't 16 and one. Like this is easy. Right. Just roll it out there. You know, they have nothing to worry about. Um, specifically, though, to McVeigh to answer this question, he has so much power. I mean, he's got a ton of money in the bank. He's got chunky soup commercials. He's only <laughs> 36. He has a ring on his finger. From what I understand, he has another ring on his finger and just recently got married. So maybe he wants to spend time with the new wife or start a family or I don't know what he's doing personally, but actually have a life. Because trust me, if you're a head coach of the NFL, you do not have a life. You could make a fortune on the air. Everyone would love to have him in the booth and would pay blank check. You know, I mean, and he could do that for a year or two stay extremely relevant and every owner is going to hear him on Monday night football or Thursday night or whatever, and be like, boy, I could hire him. And then he could pick and choose his job after that. I mean, he's going to be 38 to you, you know? And you could argue that it's going to be a rebuild anyway. So how about McVay leaves and then we're able to get a couple of picks for him in the future. And, and yeah. we're seeing that with the saints. Now the saints right, right. are going to get something back for, for Sean Payton, getting a new job that will, that will help them in the future. And if they weren't going to win anyway, even with Peyton, you know, mm-hmm. and, and who knows what that would have looked like, then maybe it is okay for to help the actual rebuild, just like rip the bandaid off and get you the most amount of picks for that coach moving on. And, um, and everyone wins in the end. I don't know. So interesting. Last Rams note though, is I read a blurb yesterday that McVeigh has told his coaches, he's fine with them looking for other jobs that he'll let them go. Well, he's not coming back then. I mean, you think you should come back and be like, but, I lost my right hand man. I lost my quarterback coach. He's in Arizona and I got to play against them. Like you want your dudes. You're not letting your troops leave and then go out to battle without them. You know what One I mean? League. Yeah. Imagine you're talking about 365 days ago. Imagine just six months ago. You're like, okay, Sean McVay is not going to be Rams head coach next year. And Lamar Jackson is not going to be a quarterback of the, of the yeah. Ravens in 2023, potentially. Right? Like how, how bizarre of world would you have believed that was going to be? And it makes me wonder, is Stafford going to play football next year? Is Aaron Donald going to play football next year? Like, I can see them both hanging it up. Why right. not? Yeah, and maybe McVay already knows that, too. He's like, right. well, he's screwed anyway. So I'm sure he's had a conversation with Stafford and Aaron <laughs> yeah, Donald. <exactly. laughs> oh, goodness gracious. All right, more questions on this episode of Peacock and Williamson coming up next. Today's episode is presented in part by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you do, super easy and super fun, by the way. Pick up two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, 
you can win up to 10 times your money on that entry. You're not competing against other people. There's not some big pool of sharks that you're competing against and, and you don't know how many people are against you and you're not building an entire team. No, you just find the projections, just two to five projections that you believe that that player will score more or less than those prize picks projections. And you're just playing you versus those projections available at prize picks and tons of NFL projections, obviously for the playoffs, but NBA as well. This is daily fantasy. You can play every single day at prize picks, golf, college hoops, women's hoops, um, NASCAR, tennis, esports, disc golf, cricket, MMA, boxing, you name it. You can find projections at prize picks. Every entry can be made in less than 60 seconds. It's that easy. Withdrawals are safe and fast and prize picks currently operational in over 30 States and Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50 more to play with. Don't forget, enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. I'm going to get a lot of questions, Matt about Brock Purdy and um, I have take enough for 49ers you. on this podcast. I have to do another entire podcast about the 49ers, but this question keeps popping up. Um, and this is from non 49ers fans and a frequent tweeter into the show. JDS says if Brock Purdy does blank, he will start for the Niners in 2023. And I want to get your opinion on it. Um, I think he's already done enough to compete with Trey Lance for that job. And if he starts winning playoff games, uh, he might take the first snaps in, training camp and not the second snaps in training camp yeah i've been meaning to talk to you about this and i i think i think people phrase it wrong like what does he have to do to be the starter i don't know that it matters at this point i mean if they lose this week does that mean oh he stinks you know it has to be lance i mean he's done a lot i mean i know it's a small amount but he's valuable Hey, I mean, he's done more than Lance too. He's just he's played a lot more football. He, there's more college That's tape on him. There's say. more right throw tape on him now. Uh, he's actually a little bit older than Trey Lance. He just played a lot more football, and so you really have a good idea of who Brock Purdy is. And I waited for the first couple of games, like ah, he's going to fall on his face, rookie mistakes. Mm-hmm. He's just not showing them, and it, it could happen in the playoffs. And I think the the quicker they exit, the less cemented his um, status is with the 49ers. But there's also like, if he takes them all the way to the Super Bowl, teams are going to come calling and they might come calling for Lance. They might come calling for Purdy. Mm -hmm. So you might have to make some decisions, some hard decisions because teams might come with enough for you to actually start thinking about this. And so maybe it doesn't even get to the point where it's a competition because a team buys one of these players away from you. And, And Brock Purdy's starting to play that well to make the 49ers at least think and pick up the phone about some of these calls that they might get in the off season, which could add another huge wrinkle and if they don't get good offers then you don't trade either one right but i think there might be trade offers as it pertains to some of these teams that uh, might be outside looking in and when it comes to young quarterbacks in the draft so uh it's definitely not over but brock brock purdy has played so well he actually this is what's crazy and this is no hyperbole matt the 49ers are in have a better chance of winning the super bowl because brock purdy is quarterback the way he's playing. If he keeps playing the way he has through the mm-hmm. first six games of his career, they got better as a team and have a better chance of winning the Super Bowl than they did before, which is just a wild statement to say about a rookie seventh round quarterback. So there's a lot to unpeel there. So it's not like they're winning in spite of him. He's an asset at this point. I mean, he's, he's a, a net positive. He has played the best quarterback for an extended stretch in the Kyle Shanahan era for the 49ers. 
that, wow. that's literally yeah. happening. It's, okay. Okay. It's, and like, uh, I'm not doubting it. Yeah. We're in the middle of it, but when we zoom out later, this is this, this they're gonna you know be writing scripts of a movie about this. This is I this is pretty unbelievable stuff that we're seeing right now with Brock Purdy, how well he's playing. And you know, there's some throws. It's like okay, well, he doesn't have a huge arm and some of those mm -hmm. things, but his preparedness, uh, the way he processes, uh, he, he's, um, he's better than his college tape because of what, uh, and, um, my buddy, Eric Crocker, that I do locked on 49ers yeah. with he, in a separate, uh, interview on his YouTube channel. He did an interview with the guy who was one of his quarterback coaches pre-draft. And they said that Brock Purdy added five miles per hour to his wow. ball, uh, five miles per hour to his ball, which is a lot when we're That's talking. A lot. Yeah, yeah. So he's not quite the same guy that we saw in college either. He's that arms playing up a little bit more and you're seeing it, especially in the short to intermediate. He's got plenty of zip on those throws and he's just operating the offense at a super high level. It, it's been pretty remarkable. Comparing anyone to Tom Brady is foolish and I shouldn't even do it, but it does remind me for our younger viewers, rookie year Brady or second year Brady, when Belichick had to decide in playoff games between Bledsoe, who was a star at the time, and Brady. You know, like this is a real conversation now. This isn't a cute little one-off situation. And I am so intrigued with what Lance could do in that offense with those weapons. I mean, everyone can carry the ball and all, I mean, that athleticism on the field, but he also scares the heck out of me. I mean, he hasn't done anything that I've got excited about three years. I mean, it's like Deshaun Watson-esque and we saw Watson come back off this break and look terrible. Like playing football is important to be good. And he was mm -hmm. not a polished product coming into the league. I mean, there's so much moldable clay there to get excited about, but I didn't think he looked great when he's played. I mean, but that I didn't, you know, dig too deep into that. It's like, that's what we expect, but he didn't play that last year in college. I mean, like it's been a long time. There's so little to go on and I've right. seen flashes of it and it's like, Oh wow. And he's a super sure. talented. And, and I think the team really believes on him, believes in him from the neck up too, which is really important. And that's where Brock mm -hmm. Purdy is shining right now with the confidence and just what, how he's playing. Um, but this is definitely a conversation and, and it's, it's going to continue into the off season for sure. Uh, I want to move on to another question. I'm going to go back just a second. I'm sorry. I know you talked this to death, but I mean, think about how little you would have invested in the quarterback room salary cap wise. I mean, that's the best gift in the world, a seventh it, round player. Yeah. That's it, it, you know, Brock Purdy is a legitimately good starting NFL right. quarterback. There's almost no more valuable from a dollar's perspective player than a seventh round starting quarterback. Right. It's like when Russell Wilson and Dak, you know, became what they became, but even cheaper. Mm -hmm. And if I'm the Colts, might I give you the fourth pick in the draft for Lance? You know, like you'd get a, he's still pretty valuable to somebody. The Colts is the team too, because they, the reports after the 2021 draft and look, they didn't fire their, their GM. So yeah, right, right. Um, they had a gold star, a gold helmet or whatever it is that they do next to certain players. And Trey Lance was one of those and they weren't able to go up and get him, but he, they loved him. They had a wow. high grade on I didn't him. Know that. If you are the Colts and who knows, maybe they go sign, maybe they go hire D'Amico Ryan's from the 49ers, you know, and have some, yeah, right, right. Um, if you're the Colts, I mean, the number four pick should probably get it done for the 49ers, right? Like you have to um, like, I'm all ears if I'm the Niners, yeah, right, the right. Niners can do so much from there and trading down or getting some stud defender. I mean, or imagine Jalen Carter on that front. Or Will Anderson. I mean, right. Yeah, that's crazy, it's right? And, uh, and then rolling with Brock Purdy and they've got, so, they've got a lot of expensive pieces to pay around that. So if you have a cheap quarterback, that helps. But the Colts is the really interesting team just because sure. of that little nugget about how much they liked him in the draft. What if their grade on him is higher than CJ Stroud? 
and they have to trade up to go get one of those guys. And instead, they could just swap you know, it out. or maybe even keep the fourth pick and trade next year's first or something. Right, like right. That. And or then Carolina or Atlanta. I mean, yeah. I mean you know, there's so many options. So this, yeah, this is going to get interesting in the offseason now when you have stuff like the Lamar Jackson thing and and the draft and the 49ers teams are going to come calling. So if they if teams come calling with enough, the 49ers have to listen to some of these offers with with their quarterbacks or it'll be at least a competition, I think, at this point. And um, man, uh, and if Purdy falls on his face next year, you're going to pick high and you're going to have a ton of draft picks anyways to go get the next guy. (laughs) Right. You know, make yeah. a Lance Lake move again, you know. So you I'd be I'd be interested. Speaking of young quarterbacks, Michael wants to know. Uh on Thursday, uh, he said probably we'll be answering this on, on Thursday or later in the week, and we will talk about this matchup, but he's talking about building a team with Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence. Who would you choose to build your team around right now after the emergence of Trevor Lawrence here in his second year? I'm a huge Herbert or I'm a huge Lawrence believer. I don't think he's as special of a talent as everyone made him out to be. Like, he's a flawless prospect. Frankly, Herbert's more talented. Throws the football better. Stronger arm. Um, I know more about Herbert. I'm totally smitten with Herbert. I mean, he would be my pick easily. But if we're drafting quarterbacks, period, I think Herbert's my third or fourth pick off the board. And Lawrence is sixth. But, I mean, they're both awesome. They both would be wonderfully high on the list. But Herbert's a slam dunk for me. I adore him. I'd love to yeah, see him in a different system, too. An extra tick of, of physical ability there with Herbert. Who's got better hair? Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah, Lawrence. Nobody's better hair than Lawrence. Yeah, well, you know what? Lawrence's hair's longer, but it's so straight. Herbert, I think, has a little extra yeah. with, uh, with what he's able to do with his hair. So even that <laughs> one's close. Even that one's really close. So No, but I think you nailed it. Like that, That's so close. And if you were draft, redrafting the league, they're both top five picks probably right right i mean i'm in on both but herbert i know a little more about and i think he's got a little more gift he's a little gifted does does lawrence have a little bit more from a running a team perspective and and like he's got herbert i think he's also a better runner we might find that maybe maybe lawrence is better because he has something else you know a a joe burrowish x factor Mm -hmm. that allows him to win so much in college and is going to make him a better pro but if you're just betting on the tools herbert does uh have a tick more than than trevor lawrence and herbert's a really good quarterback really smart quarterback too but yeah. uh yeah it's it, it'd be real nice to have either one of those guys to build your franchise around oh yeah everyone's envious of both i mean mahomes and allen and burrow are the only ones that are even in the conversation with those guys to me you know to build around thanks everybody for all of your questions thanks everybody for making peacock and williamson your first listen every single day here on the locked on podcast network make sure you check out everything else the network has to offer Subscribe up to the YouTube channel, Locked On NFL, also the Locked On NFL podcast there. Tons of other great podcasts, Game to Game, the Key Predictions podcast, and so much more. Your team is covered right here at the Locked On Podcast Network, and Matt and I back tomorrow. More news. Uh, We're going to start making picks for the playoff games, and Matt's got the spreadsheet going, right? Yeah, it's me tomorrow. It's done. I'll send right, it to you tonight. Tomorrow, we're gonna rank. Uh, we're gonna rank the different aspects of these playoff football yep. teams on tomorrow's episode. Talk to you then, right here, Peacock and Williamson.